Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the AP TLA podcast. So um, today I'm joined by my AP colleague, Paul Morgan. Hello. And we've got a guest staff appearance today from Steve Powell. Hello. So thanks for joining me, guys. Um, today's theme that we're going to be discussing together is sort of building effective relationships. So it's going to be linked to some of the CPD that we're going to be offering staff uh, this week, which we wanted to have a quick chat, really, and get some initial thoughts. Um, so with that, without any further ado, I will hand over to Paul to get things started. Okay, so um, first kind of subtopic question we're going to get rolling around is, does it matter if students like their teacher or not? Um, I'm going to give the floor over to Steve to kickstart us off. Um, I think it's important that students have a relationship with their tutors, whether that is a positive that they like their tutors or it's actually I've got to do this because otherwise I'm going to be in the Swanee. I think that there should be a relationship there. Now, to get people to do things that you want them to do, it's better to be, it's, it's a lot easier with sugar, isn't it? So you can, there's a, I was listening to a radio the other day and there was a, a little bit of a discussion about David Frost and how he used to use a analogy of the, the, the old fable of the wind and the sun trying to get the coat off the man's back and the wind blowing it and blowing it and blowing it and trying to blow off and the harder the wind blew he would wrap up tighter whereas the sun would just come out be nice and warm and the guy would just release his coat yeah the nice things happen to nice questions and that's that's i think is where i come from is just if you're nice friendly supportive to your students they're gonna they're gonna show and demonstrate that back to you so it's a lot easier and bring them chocolate every now and again helps Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's a safe bet. Chocolate, throw chocolate from a safe distance. Yeah, I think that's that's what I always rule. Because uh, um, you know, it, it does. One thing that jumps into my mind when I'm, when I'm thinking about it is that Rita Pearson video. You might be familiar yeah. with it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. she, she gives that little talk. Yeah, do, yeah. That, she does that little quote, doesn't she? That you know, people don't people don't learn from people they don't like, which is a little bit of a you know yeah. a sweeping statement. But she then goes on to kind of mention that you know. <laughs> You don't. They don't have to all like you, right? But mm. you can have a long. You can have a longer year if if, if you don't yeah. try and work on it to some some extent. You know things along those lines. And I think that comes from you as a tutor. You you need to make sure that you're working at it. And at the start, there is always some sort of feet are digging in and going. No, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. And yeah, it's if you have a great lesson, your students should be enjoying it and should want to come back. But it's not always about that content. It's also about who's up the front and making that lesson great. It could be the same information being delivered in a boring, monotonous way, or it could be quite a dynamic way to deliver it. But it's also that person at the front has got to be dynamic. If they're trying to deliver a dynamic lesson, they've got to be dynamic with it. Yeah, I could definitely agree with, with, that, with that particular point. I mean, coming from a, a sporting background, we like to think we're nice and busy and dynamic, <laughs> you know, jumping around at the front of the classroom. Yeah. And students do feed off that, I think, that kind of yeah. energy that, that if you're nice and busy, you know, that they will be as well, definitely. It goes back to the performing part. Sorry, Kirsty. It goes back to that performing, doesn't it? If you're performing at the front of the class and it's dull, nobody's watching you, then they move on to their phones. That's it. They, they disengage. Whereas if 
you're moving around, keeping them occupied, then visually things are happening. So that's quite a nice way to do things there. Yeah, no, I think that like, links quite nicely to quite a lot of the research behind this. So, I, you know, it's something I'm quite interested in. Um, and there's a particular educational psychologist that I've looked into quite a bit called Andrew Martin and he's done a lot of studies um, around sort of is it a case of do the students actually need to like you or do they need to have a positive relationship and what the difference between that is and a lot of it shows that the more positive the relationship regardless of whether or not they actually like you um, increases therefore motivation and obviously their participation is, is better but also a higher level of continuance with the actual subject matter itself so you don't have to like your teacher who's delivering a subject for you to enjoy it but it's about the relationship you have with that tutor and how they put that information across and that links obviously very closely to what you were just saying there about you know making sure that it is dynamic and, and you know active for students to enjoy and you're not sort of just standing there talking at them um, you know and then them switching off so what you said there is kind of supported with some some theory so if anybody is interested and um, we can definitely send you some more information from Andrew Martin and the very other, uh, various others um, out there around the topic just give us a shout so yeah I think I just adding a, a comment on the back of that I mentioned it this morning and um, to, to yourself Christy we watched a film last night you, you might have seen it Steve Coach Carter yes yeah yeah uh, cracking film haven't Absolutely. seen it in years. I mean it was a fantastic watch if anybody hasn't seen it I would strongly recommend but it's quite nice because I think you just said in there Kirsty about when it, when he starts coaching these young lads these these you know young group of men um basketball they don't they don't like him because he's he's very different what they're used to but actually they should work out it's the only positive relationship that they've actually got at the school and, and they slowly work that out and it's about that that journey so yeah it just just popped into my head yeah, it's, it's, it's a cracky thing because it's not focusing on an individual's area. It's focusing on the, them as a team at that point, isn't it? So as a team, it's one of the things that I talk to my classes as you are a team. You can get information from each and every one of you in the class. You don't have to come directly to me for that information. Swap around, ask other people. And that's the, the ethos behind that coaching technique, isn't it? It's using them as a team to support each other. Yeah, I think that's a cracking ethos to, to have in any walk of life, education, wherever it may be. Um, so that kind of ties in nicely with um, next uh, kind of section or layer that I thought we could consider, which is strategies um, that you might have used to, to build those relationships. So you just mentioned in there about, you know, them walking around and talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Have it's, you got any others? Yeah, I, th I think that it's that from that day one, having um, having boundaries. And it sounds like, oh, how can you have boundaries and get the students to like you? But actually, from where I've worked in the past, you, the boundaries are the big thing. And it's that only positive thing that they have. Yeah. This is what happens. Otherwise, everybody just goes, yeah, you can do whatever you like and it's all fine. So from day one, it's having those boundaries in place. And it's, it's tricky when you're working alongside other tutors and other teachers that... Um, especially within the PTT role, you would have your boundaries, but maybe other tutors didn't have the same boundaries that you would have. So yours might be a little bit stricter. Um, because at that point, you only see them for a short time a week and you have to build that relationship very, very quickly. You would have to make sure that they're there on time. And the biggest one for me is that timekeeping. It's, it's a professional thing to have, but if you're a minute late, and I've, I've had these sort of discussions with students about being a minute late and their name goes up on the board, 
and a one minute late and then they can sort of go well why is why a minute late why why can't i be five minutes late and then you put my name on the board and then we have the discussion around what happens when you're five minutes late or six minutes late are you a minute late or are you six minutes late or if you were going for a train or a, an interview would they wait for you for that length of time possibly possibly not a train's not going to wait a bus isn't going to wait so you need to get there on time and the same as coming to a lesson and that that's probably one of the biggest ones but then one of the big things that i do is i, I do it with a smile <laughs> if you do it with a smile everybody goes all oh, right yeah okay um and if you wag wagging a finger at somebody they're automatically they the barriers go up so it's it's reading their body language and how they how they're listening to it but sometimes that doesn't always work because some people think that you're then taking a mick out of them because you're smiling and you're laughing and so you, you then have to build that relationship up with them to say look this is who i am you may yeah. find this a, a little bit different from everything you've ever had in the past but you'll get used to it you'll get used to how i work i smile and i laugh and i i joke when i'm serious i'll be serious but there's a lot of things that we need we we don't smile about enough so i think that that's my biggest it's very interesting, Steve, that you say that. I mean, Paul, I can see Paul um, sort of smirking um, as I say this, but I'm um, an old old school person and I always go by there when I get a new group in that I don't know. I always sort of laugh and joke with them beforehand, but I say I will not smile until Christmas um, because, <laughs> because until we get things right and we're all equal and respect is, is there and is, is being used appropriately, there will be no smiles. And of course, that's not 100% accurate. I do smile, but it's kind of... It's building that. It's building that relationship first, and um, and actually, you know, sort of when you were talking about, you know, it's just you. It's what I do, and you know, this yeah. is where I am. Um, sort of an important strategy that I use myself, that I, you know, that I would encourage others to do is just to show them your more personable side. You know, show them that you're human. Obviously, there's a certain level that we won't cross as, as adults and, and professionals, but you know, letting them know that we're human and we make mistakes as well sometimes, and it's okay to make mistakes. But these are some the strategies that we use to help you not to do that. I think that's a really good way to build relationships with students and, and ask them about themselves. You know, ask them how you know how was your weekend? What did you get up to? Or you know. Oh, I saw this really interesting, uh, I don't know, advert on TV the other day. It was what we were talking about, something they're interested in. Having having that kind of just in sort of small conversation, perhaps not on a, in a professional manner within the actual lesson. But, you know, they really appreciate that. And they, they kind of seem to build, with myself particularly, they tend to build relationships quicker mm. if I'm a bit more human with them and not, not so much sort of in, in my sort of teacher role and, and, and I don't know I, I know what I'm trying to say it's just not yeah. very well I do I do an exercise at the beginning of the year with with everybody and it's the who am I so we quite often do this exercise and get them to discuss who they are with the person next door but I get them to discuss who they think I am so they shout things out I write them on the board whether they're right or wrong or whatever and then we link that into sort of prejudices and prejudging people about who who it is standing at the front of the class because they always go oh yeah you, you've been to university you've done this you've done that you've got this you've got that you you, you don't do a great deal because you're always marking work um so you haven't got a social life and then you sort of give them as much or as little information about your actual life that you want and there's quite a few lies that are going into that from me as well, but they build up onto those little in-truths or untruths that we uh, we put in. 
Um, so they don't know exactly what who I am or what I am, but they get an idea and they think that they've got an idea about who I am. And that's quite a nice little one because they then go, oh yeah, we know that Steve's got this. He lives here and, and it's not given where I live. It's not given um, who I'm living with or what, what I'm, I'm doing. It's just a geographical area. I live by the beach and suddenly they go, oh, that must be lovely. Yeah, it's all right until the summer comes and you come down to my house. Yeah? <laughs> that, that's the problem that there's, there's all of those different bits and pieces that the students want to know a little bit about, but they've never had the opportunity to have that question asked or ask that question of an adult who is in front of them and they think, oh no, they're untouchable. We've got to talk to them. They, they, they just tell us stuff. They're the teachers. Yeah. And I think breaking down that relationship um, of the them and us is it's the trickiest trickiest role that we do, and think, it's not comfortable for everybody. No, and I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, obviously, I wouldn't want to speak on behalf of all educa- educational institutions, but I think a lot of that's drummed into in secondary school, mm. isn't it? It's very much you know. You're at secondary school now, you need to grow up a little bit. Your teacher's there to tell you what to do, you will do the work. And I think when they then come to FE or, or employment, it's also naturally, no, no, you're, you're an equal. You, you know, you're here to, you know, progress yourselves. You're here to be autonomous. We're just going to support you more of a facilitator than a, you know, um, than an authoritarian sort of thing. I think that's quite important with FE. Yeah. yeah. I've got a strategy that I use that ties in nicely with. with- well, both of you were saying it, and I've used it in the past. I mean, Kirsty will allude to this. I had a particularly troublesome group um, about two years back. And um, what I started doing was introducing a bit of a breakfast club on because I had the first thing on a Monday morning. So as you can imagine, attendance was always 100%. Um, behavior was always exceptional. No, um, so, you know, and introduced 15, 20 minutes breakfast club first thing in the morning. Really simple, bit of toast, bit of squash, nothing nothing drastic but it, it gave me and them the opportunity to spend 15 minutes just walking around talking about their weekend what's happened I learned more in that 15 minutes that I could use in my classroom for the rest of the week than, than I could possibly imagine you know I was gonna I was gonna actually take from you know from simply who's had a really bad weekend what might have happened gauging people's moods feelings where they're at before I even start learning and for me that was just absolutely you know, invaluable information yeah. I think you could probably do a similar thing, um, you know, even now. I know obviously it's a bit difficult with in-class lessons, you know, movement, etc. But even with remote lessons, perhaps, you know, if you've got your link there ready and it's a reoccurring link, just opening up the the Zoom call maybe 10, 15 minutes early, let the students have a little chat, because they don't get to see each other as much as they perhaps like to, let them kind of get it out of their system, perhaps anything that, you know, they probably would talk about in the class, but you're not really giving them a chance to, so they've had their chance to ask you any questions and then obviously have a particular time where you say right okay we're going to start the lesson now it might be a nice idea if people want to give that a go Um, I might try that myself this week and see how that goes I think that with with the classes that I've got all the level ones they're always in but then I might have them for the whole day so they're in the same classroom for the whole day and the only time that I'm not in the classroom is when I go for a lunch break Um, and that's when we close the classroom so in between all of those lessons that they have throughout the day We've got those 15 minutes where they're not going downstairs because they've got nowhere to go. They don't want to go downstairs and just hang. They want to still have the computers in front of them and maybe look at something that they want to look at. But it's exactly that. We can have those little chats and find out 
what's going on with them. And when they turn up in the morning, at sort of half an hour before the lesson starts, and you sort of walk into the classroom and go, right, I've got to prep this, that, and the other, and all of a sudden you've got students there already. <laughs> That's yeah. you can build those relationships up at that point. Definitely. I think if you feed them and water them, you, you tend to get a bit more out of them. As well. <laughs> Absolutely. There's an advert at the moment, isn't there? Is it the, the is it one in one in five kids go to school hungry? In the UK, the, the rumble, it's like a, a, a kid walking around school being followed by this monster, the yeah. rumble. You know, and again, I think that transcribes across to, you know, as well, that opportunity to build those relationships and, and, and those pockets of things along those lines. I can remember getting into a little bit of trouble when I worked at the prison and the I, I took in donuts to... Everyone's best friend. Exactly. So I, I took in donuts. So I was working with the same group of lads all morning and if you or I were in a professional meeting all day we'd expect biscuits at least wouldn't we yeah so I I went in they they had little juice boxes and they got um, a a sort of nature bar thing and it was pretty gobbling stuff (laughs) so a bag of a pound bag of donuts took them in and yeah I got into lots of trouble for taking those in and uh, letting the boys because they shouldn't have treats whilst they're in prison the, yeah. the fact that they're getting other things elsewhere but they they attended and that was one of the biggest things that they all sort of went are the donuts coming in today and it's like yes they are so it took a little bit of time to sort of manage that but yeah eventually we we got the donuts in yeah oh, brilliant so it was a, it was a great thing because the boys suddenly went oh yeah we go there we get this but they then opened up even more because we found out a little bit more about what they were doing. Whilst we stopped for a half hour, sort of 20 minute break, they they then opened up about some of the things that they had done. Um, oh, some of the things, their, their relationships with their parents that some of them had nothing. So it was a time that I could then have that little bit of supportive role um, but build that relationship with them. So yeah, that was that was quite a nice little one. But it did get into trouble to start with. <laughs> nice. Push those boundaries. That's it. You got it. Okay. So just just sort of one sort of last little thing really to to sort of close off on. We've talked quite a bit about you know whether we should have that relationship or not with the students, how that impacts the students. We've talked about kind of ways that we can help the students. The students, even. But what about us as staff? You know, so Steve, you know, by the sounds of it, you've had quite a, quite an interesting career path. You've been to the prison. You've been a personal tutor here. You're now uh, actually tutoring in, in the department you're in. So obviously, you've had to build lots of relationships with different people. Have you got um, any sort of particular strategies or ideas that you can share with others that perhaps are either joining the organisation or perhaps want to touch base and, and reach out to new people that might help them to, to build that relationship? Um, I, th- I think that. It's, it's got to be a headspace that you get into and go, do you know what? Even if I say hello to somebody, what's the worst that's going to come back from that? Mm. It's They're not going to run and punch you in the face. So why not say hello with a smile? Yeah. And it's it's as simple as that. It's that first initial greeting. Um, in, in hospitality, you're looking at it as the meet and greet. And we've we got... People now, um, what's the guy's name? Of, uh, of that, what's his face? The, the Hooji What's It. Yeah, the Hooji What's It man. Yeah, Fred, the French guy, Fred. <laughs> French Fred. Um, who is his whole industry has been hospitality. Is is that's all he's done, and he's the front of house. 
and that's such an important role within that hospitality industry that that front of house person is the person that sets the standard it doesn't matter how good your food is if you've got somebody at the front of the house going there come on sit down do that it goes back to sort of the early years i mean circus within my background is the, the barker at the front of the circus shouting and screaming about come on get in come and do this come and see this roll up roll up roll up it's that building that that anticipation of yeah something good's going to happen yeah. and if something good's going to happen you're going to make that positive jump and that's step into it and go yeah this is great i'm going to i'm going to enjoy this and if, if you're positive to start with, other people will follow that. I quite like that. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you, yeah. if you go in there thinking you're going to have a positive experience, you're, well, you're probably more likely to have a positive experience just because you're in that mindset before you even set foot in a, in a conversation or a classroom. Yeah, so I think with me, I, I pick up from all of the areas that I've ever worked in. Um, and it is that front of house, it's the street performing, it's everything that I've ever done, I've taken a little bit from. And the easiest thing to do is just be yourself and enjoy what you're doing. If you're enjoying what you're doing, then other people will come in and go, oh yeah, I'll, I'll latch onto that. And smiling is the biggest, it's the easiest thing to do. But it's sometimes that you walk around and everybody's stressed out about something. But that doesn't help at all. You just, yeah, it's it's not going to kill you, but the stress might. Well, it takes more <laughs> muscles to frown than it does to smile, doesn't it? So let's all give it a go, giving it a smile. I like that. But I think as well, you know, just some of the other things to, you know, looking at our, our, our colleges, we've, you know, we've got spaces for staff to, to, you know, build those relationships if they want them. We've got our, um, you know, staff um, sort of lunchroom. So um, in Medway, for example, on the fourth floor, you've got Costa. I know obviously it's a little bit more different, difficult now with social distancing, but, you know, we're quite lucky that, you know, technology isn't everybody's best friend, but if we'd have been in this situation, you know, sort of 20, 30 years ago, we didn't have this technology, we'd be like relying on letters and, and things again, and I'm sure people would prefer that. But I think, you know, there's lots of opportunities for staff to, to build those relationships. Um, and I think it's just, like you say, it's, it's just giving it a go and, and, or touching base with those people that you haven't seen for a while and just sort of saying, oh, you know, what have you been up to? And just checking on each other. I think particularly at the moment, it's a really important, important thing to be doing. Yeah, I think yeah. That it's that initial, I mean, I'm now over in Maidstone as well and I've never worked over in Maidstone. So this is, it's been quite a new one since the new year. Um, but it's finding out the people that I can chat to over here that I need to chat to, um, knowing where to find them. I haven't got a clue where to find them. So I get, yeah, <laughs> I get, out, I get out of my desk and I go and walk and I find somebody and go, right, how is this? Can I chat to you about this person? Moving students from one to another. Don't send them a little form. Go and talk to them. Stand up, walk, get some exercise, get some steps on your counter and just go and do some walking. and. Face to face is much, much better. As Kirsty said, can we put the video on this? And it's at the start of this meeting. And it's, uh, yeah, because we're now used to having a video. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because we've changed the situation we work in. Otherwise it would have just been, oh, it's a telephone call. It's fine. So I think it's, it's that face to face thing that you need to have. And if you've got that face to face, people are less likely to turn you down as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, great. Thanks, guys, for uh, for joining me today. We're doing a really interesting uh, discussion. Obviously, you know, if you do um, want to hear any more from us about business strategies or you want to uh, access some more support, I'm sure Steve wouldn't mind if you make contact with him and or you've got the AP team via the AP Help Desk. 
Um, so that's us. So thank you very much for listening and we'll see you again soon. Thanks a lot. Take care all. Thanks for coming, Steve. No worries. See you later. Bye.